0: Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Welcome to Thinking Into Success. Today, we're going to talk about spiritual solutions to a real problem in our society. And that problem is racism, bigotry, division, all of the above. Why do you want to hurt me? That's my question. That's what this podcast is all about. Why do you want to hurt me? Now, what do I mean by that? Hurt me. Hurt generations. George Floyd should still be alive today. That was a senseless, heartless, racist act of murder. It should not have happened. If it is possible, this is what the principle tells us in the Bible. As much as depends on you, live peacefully with all men. Now, hurt people do hurt people. They kill people. But why do you want to hurt me? Why do racists, people are hurting blacks, colored people, African American, brown people, however you want to see it, people are being hurt. They are being murdered, killed. When I say, why do you want to hurt me, or I ask that question, why do you want to hurt one generation after the next, and the next generation hurting a nephew, a uncle, a father, a brother, a sibling, a cousin, anybody of that nature. Blacks are being murdered senselessly, and it doesn't make any sense. But we're going today to try to get some sense out of what's taking place In this pandemic, this racial pandemic, we're dealing with the COVID-19, we're dealing with the coronavirus, but this is important for everybody to know. It is done in words and action in how people hurt people or kill people. Culturally, community, color is a factor. I heard somebody say in a sports venue that In this particular NFL, I don't know, but I know it's not true that, oh, we get along with everybody. We don't hate blacks, so we don't uh, uh, put down blacks. And somebody else tweeted in and say, really, where have you been living? People are probably blind because until you've been hurt by somebody that has impacted your family I have dealt with it myself personally in the religious circle, in the community, at work, and in different places I have been or worked at over the years. I have seen it. I have heard it because I am an African-American. I am black. And it just appalls me to hear and see all of these things that are taking place in 2020. You think These things are behind us. And I know it's not. But then it comes to the forefront. Especially in this virus pandemic. Because it is just horrific. Let me go forward. People that are hurt. Don't know nothing but to hurt other people. It causes damage. To one generation. To another generation. It's like. A defense or self protective mechanism. People lash out at others. Hurting becomes a vicious cycle. Now, some synonyms of hurt are upset, offended, unhappy, pain. People can be unhappy because of someone else's progress in life. So their options are to cause hurt, pain, Damage and ultimately kill not just one generation, but the next generation when a father is missing because of somebody being murdered or a nephew, a uncle or someone of the male or even a female. Either way, murder is wrong. Being hurt, ignorant or making a mistake does not excuse the consequences of a person's action. People justify themselves because they are unhappy that other people are happy. You know, they are appalled and offended when somebody of a different color, especially African-Americans, walk by them. They have the same educational background or they have the same experience or they may be getting a break and you're not getting a break. So why not cause pain? Because you're unhappy with the su- the level of the little level of success colored people, I'm going to say it that way, possibly are having, which is not much. But still, just because you think you're hurt, you're really not hurt. Talk to me. I'll tell you what hurt is. Talk to somebody that's been under slavery. They'll tell you what hurt is or their son or their son's son or their daughter or a parent. Now, let's talk about behavior. I got to go forward because I have a lot to say and I'm going to be coming from different angles in relation to why do you want to hurt me? When you hurt when you hurt me, you're hurting not just me, but you're hurting my family. You're hurting my children's children. It's generational. Damage. Behavior is preceded by thoughts. This means thoughts lead to behavior, period. I want you to hope you're hearing this. This behavior could lead to good. Now, we're talking about good behavior. There's definitely a lot of good behavior because people are thinking for themselves and they're making good judgment. But there's so many that are not. And it's, their behavior is calling bad and tragic outcomes. How can we recognize behavior? Okay, recognize behavior as bad. When it's bad, you got to know it's bad. The first step is to recognize that although being blamed, attacked and criticized often results in feeling bad, you are not the one who is behaving badly by its very nature, slandering another person's character, no matter how justified the other person believes it to be. It is bad behavior. It's a sign of poor character to go after another person viciously. So while the attacks of another may hurt and you may feel shame, remember, you are not the one behaving badly. Here's another point in relation to behavior. Understanding where bad behavior comes from. When people are murdered senselessly in our country, in our world, and is done based on racism and bigotry, it is unacceptable. We are God's creation. We are human beings. We are equal in the sight of God. Maybe not in someone else's eyes, but in God's eyes, we are all equal. Well, the human race. Now, many people don't understand bad behavior and why they are behaving badly. Attacking another person, pointing blame, criticizing another harshly, all come from the same place. The attackers attempt to dislodge some of their own bad feelings onto you. By putting the focus Onto to you and what they think you did wrong. They can take the focus off themselves. And their own defects of character. But they can also put you in a one down position. Elevating themselves to a position of power. People. <laughs> seek power that they don't deserve to take authority over somebody that is innocent. It is a shame. Now people who attempt to gain power this way through diminishing others do so because they do not feel powerful in their own lives. And the only reconciliation is to attempt to control others. People who hurt others, to feel better about themselves, may not know how to feel good any other way, and may also have very fragile and primitive ego structures. What this means is that their sense of self is underdeveloped and defined through their ability to control others. And what people who attack don't have control over is their own sense of self. Mm -hmm. Because attacks comes from unresolved material and unconscious need to regain power and are justified by a perceived feeling of being wronged or hurt somewhere in their lives. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people have bad behavior until they recognize their behavior. And it sometimes takes somebody else to point them in the right direction in order for them to possibly change. I wear many hats, and this is one of those hats. You know, I am a father, I'm a leader, I'm a husband i'm a pastor i am a adjunct professor at florida state college of jacksonville i've been there almost about 12 years teaching and helping students to find success in accomplishing their educational goals i do several other things i lead different platforms i'm on different boards so I am very connected to the community and connected to different people from different social, economic, and cultural backgrounds. I am prior military. I've served in United States Army for 25 years. I have traveled out of the country. I've traveled to different states. I have a lot of friends, black, white, brown, I just don't show favorites in many circles. I just don't in any of them. So I love when Dr. Avendano spoke about the current state of our society as it relates to George Floyd being murdered. And he has taken a stand as president of Florida State College of Jacksonville. So I want you to listen to this video. You cannot see it. You can hear it. But I'm going to put the. Link in the description in the show notes for this podcast. So hopefully you can hear it. I'm gonna play, it's only two minutes or so. So here we go.
1: Greetings everyone. I'm Dr. John Avandano, president of Florida State College of Jacksonville. And I'm reaching out today to our FSCJ family. And when I mention the FSCJ family, I am talking about our faculty, our staff, our administrators, and our students, those that we serve in our community. Over the past few days, we've experienced a horrific experience over the entire country, over the actions of one man and the inactions of a few others. And that is the act of hatred, bigotry and racism. Our lives have been consumed with this pandemic, this virus that has taken over the entire world. But the reality is the the virus of hatred and racism has been around for centuries and it must be eradicated the same way that we would er eradicate any other virus that that threatens our lives and our existence because racism threatens our lives and our existence please know that if you are part of the fscj family the expectation is to live our core value of respecting diversity we respect everybody who comes in through our doors no matter what color they are no matter what creed they are no matter who they are and where they come from our role is to show respect and dignity, and have acceptance for everybody. So I am calling on each and every one of you to show that level of respect for everybody that comes through our doors. Please know that the act of racism and hatred that we've seen from one individual is something that has to be eradicated, like I said, like any other virus. It will not be tolerated at FSCJ. I hope you will join me in this cause. Join me in peacefully raising your voice to stop to let people know that they can breathe. They can't breathe because they've been oppressed for years and decades and centuries. That is a simple analogy of what has happened to those of color in our country. And like I said, it's not acceptable. That is something that has to stop. FSCJ will make a commitment to doing that. We'll do our part, and I'm asking each and every one of you to do that as well. Again, our heartfelt, sincerity goes out to the floyd family should have never had to endure that this is a gentleman that should be with us today but please understand we will not tolerate that going forward i ask all of you to take
0: this up with me thank you awesome awesome wow the principle in loop 6 and just as you want men to do to you you also do to them Likewise, we must treat people how we want to be treated, no matter what race it is. But in relation to this context, the question that I asked in the beginning, why do you want to hurt me? Not just only me, but my children, my cousins, my siblings, or people I care about of the same color. Now, that was an awesome statement from Dr. Avendano, Florida State College of Jacksonville. I am even more blessed to be able to work under that leadership, because he definitely provide stable and strong leadership, not just in education, but in our community as an incredible example as we go forward, some of the reasons people are cruel, hurtful or kill other people in word as well as actions. I want to talk about a few of them as we go forward. They're desperate. It's a common denominator. It's a common thought. Here we are. I have some things I have. I'm going to read with you or to you at the moment. Any feeling felt strongly enough is a feeling that imposes the desire to share it. For example, when you're feeling in love, you're in a state of bliss and and happiness and you just feel good about yourself. You wish to share whoever you are in love with or whoever you enjoy being around. You want to share it to the mountaintops. You want to express it out loud Because that is how you're feeling at the moment. The same thing happens when you are in pain. And perhaps a potentially bursting negative feeling deserves no less tribute. In any case, human beings have a social proclivity towards sharing feelings. Period. Now, in the case of hatred, bigotry, anger, Or violence, the emotion is often so horrible and powerful that the person feeling it wants to get rid of it. And since the emotion is so volatile, the expression of it tends to be as well. In addition, even if on some deep moral level a person knows that hurting others is wrong, the compulsion to eradicate the bad feeling on a psychological level is prevalent. The need to not feel intensely negative all the time overrides the need to walk a moral and ethical path. In essence, I think it is very likely that the act of imposing pain on others might be merely symptomatic of overflowing negative emotions every person has a threshold for pain the breaking point is when the dam of self-control breaks and the pain floods out it's important for us to understand this particular point people are desperate that means people are out of control they are out of control emotionally They're out of control spiritually. They're nowhere near in contact with God. This is not God's way. They're nowhere near in contact with reality. Maybe their own reality. And that needs to change today. My other point is this. They are afraid. Mm -hmm. Fear can cause walls to go up and hinder progress in connecting on a level of understanding others. This attitude would never get to the point of learning about others. When people are afraid, they reject learning. They reject opening themselves up to learn about other cultures, other races, or people of color. They don't want to be associated because they are afraid of the unknown. So they need to get over it. My other point is this, they are ignorant of culture, community, and color. This means to be unaware, unfamiliar with, with this ignorance, there will be no real connection with other people of color. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? How can you have real progress? Or can life hinder The potential relationships that you should be involved in, which could be a lasting relationship with people of color. I'm saying when whites try to connect to blacks, I'm going to say it just that way. Whites and blacks. If they really want to connect, they will connect. I love this quote. Ignorance is always afraid of change. My next point is this. Generational pass downs. What do I mean by that? I came up with that. Now, there's a movie, Green Book. Aubrey Kaplan makes an excellent point in her discussion regarding racism. Her claim is that in the movie, Green Book, a character, Virgo Mortensen, character seems to make a sudden shift away from his racial prejudice that is unrealistic. Overcoming racism or any other prejudice is a process that often takes generations. Our consciousness is continually evolving and it requires not only understanding and compassion toward our fellow man, but also to our former selves. Our negative beliefs about the other so-called the other, are generally inherited from our families and culture. However, each of us is responsible for changing these attitudes through deeper introspect and acknowledgement of any lingering and sometimes subtle prejudices. One thing Kaplan seems to have overlooked is the profound lesson embodied in the Rodgers and Hammerstein 1940 song. Here's the title. You've got to be taught. (laughs) The song sung by a young white Naval officer in love with a native Pacific Islander tells us you have to be taught to hate and fear. People whose eyes are oddly made And people whose skin is a different shade. To hate all the people your relatives hate, you've got to be carefully taught. Mm. People need to be taught. If they can be taught to hate, I think that's a quote from someone. They can be taught to love. Why do you need to be taught? You can't do what you really don't know. If you don't know how to love, you cannot love. We are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. The Bible tells us, everybody, I don't care who you are, you are destroyed when you don't know something. You will not have progress. You will not have true lasting change. Now, here's the cause and here's the cure for this radical pandemic, this racial pandemic, It is radical, for sure, racial pandemic in our society. Here's the scripture. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. This is the disciples when they came and asked, do you? know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Here's a question. He replied, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into the pit. One translation says, the ditch. Here's Peter's explanation. Matter of fact, here's his This is what he said. Explain the parable to us. Are you so dull? Jesus asked them. Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? That's a question. But the things that come out of a person's mouth comes from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness or false testimony, and slander or blasphemies. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Wow. Now the disciples were so slow to understand (laughs) that true defilement is moral, not physical. Food are no intrinsically clean or unclean. In fact, no material thing is evil in itself. It is the misuse, or I call it the abuse, of a thing that is wrong. The food we eat enters our mouth, goes into our stomach for digestion. Then the unassimilated residue is eliminated. Uh Uh-huh. The moral being is not affected, only the body. Now, in this passage, we know that food is not the defilement. So what is it? Verses 18 told us, verse number 18, but the things that come out of a person's mouth comes from the heart and these defile them. Or oh, this is what defiled a man. Now here, it's not talking about the organ. Matter of fact, it's not talking about the heart, the organ that pumps blood. But the corrupt source, which is the devil is behind a lot of this, adverse childhood experiences, what people have been through as a child, and they have not learned lessons as an adult or they have not confronted their fears as a child of colored people or being less than or being compared to whatever they have been through, you know, based on their human motives and desires. This part of man's more ethical, honorable nature manifests itself by impure thoughts, then by deprived words, then by evil acts. Some of the things that defile a man are evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, blasphemes. And the Greek word includes slander of others. The problem we have in our country and our world is a deep, hard issue. It could have started as a child and now it's part of adulthood and It has never been confronted or addressed, but it manifests as racism, bigotry, division, and hate-filled words, which are clearly evident in our society. It was not dealt with growing up. In order for us to have lasting change, people have to look inward. Everyone, black, white, brown, need to look inside, and if that's not done, change would never take place. It's time to make a change. There's a song sung by the Winans years ago, W-I-N-A-N-S. I'm gonna put it in the show notes as well. It's called, It's Time. Some of the lyrics are, well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love sent by one from heaven above. Take it from tea. It's simple and plain. This ain't no game. You know what I'm saying. It's time. Time to make a change. We are the people of Who can change. It's time. It's time to make a change. We are his people. We can do it. What is the world coming to? Seems like everyone is running from the truth. We must stand up and fight. Walk into the light. We're the people. We can do it if we try. I know we can do it. Somebody asked me. Why do we have to go through it? It's just a test of our faith, what we're living day to day. We don't know where, we don't know when, but he's coming back again. That means God is coming back again because everybody's going to be judged. If I were you, and if you're on the wrong side of the fence of racism, you need to get right with God because one day, You're going to have to meet your maker. You're going to have to meet your creator. The Bible gives us clear path of true, lasting, and sustainable change that starts with getting right with God. Following and implementing his word, an organically positive change will manifest. Here's some more things for us to understand as we go forward. These are day-to-day practical things that we can do. Smile at someone of a different color or culture. Here's another one just speak to them, say hello, just say hi, say what's up, or just tell them from a distance, Have a great week as you're passing by them. Talk to somebody of a different color and say that to try to bridge the gap. Here's another point make small talk, ask how they are doing, talk about the weather, talk about a pet if you have a pet ask them do they have a pet maybe ask them what are they passionate about in life a next point is this spend time with someone of a different social economic background connect with a professional here's another one accept and embrace diversity someone of a different color a different language talk to them as if you want to talk to them. Ask them where were they born? Talk about their family. Embrace differences. The next one is this. If you're working with somebody, you may want to go to lunch with them or invite them to lunch. Invite a older generation of a different color or a younger generation of a different color and get to know him or her as a coworker, as a supervisor. As somebody of influence in the community. Another point talk to others as your equal in life, not as an inferior to you. No one is inferior to anybody. This could be at work, it could be wherever. Just talk to people like you would want to be talked to. Another one is this address others with respect and honor despite of their color. I know it's difficult at times because a lot of people think that colored black African-Americans are inferior. They don't wanna even associate or sit next to them on the bus at, or in the line at the store or walk down the same sidewalk at times or sit in church with them. I think someone said, And it is still true today. The most segregated time of the week in our society is on Sunday morning. When people say that they are people of faith, I'm going to leave it at that. Yet they cannot sit to someone of a different color or a different race. They feel like they're going to get the cooties or something. I don't know. Get the itches or get... Dirty. If you sit next to a black person or a black person sit next to a white person or an Asian, they feel like something bad is going to happen to them. They have been lied to. It is not true. Here's another one. Don't allow politics to hinder being a bridge toward authentic, true and healthy relationships. Don't allow the government, the state, the city or whoever to hinder your progress in relating to somebody of a different color. Here's a call to listen to God. As I conclude, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Now that's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Here's a quote from Nelson Mandela. No one is born hating another person because of the color of their skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate, and if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.